0: Welcome to Pathfinder Academy. Class is now in session. Here are your professors, Caleb and Christian. Good morning, class. You may be seated. Today's lesson is on the Ifrit. This is part of our race overview series where we go over all the possible player races. And this is part of our featured race. We're actually halfway through the featured races, Christian.
1: And this is our first race we've seen that is of elemental blood. And there's quite a few of these in the advanced race guide. This one in particular is of the fire elemental variety.
0: Which, you know, I've, I finally got my book out now that we moved, and I was I moved. Christian didn't move with me. Christian, you know, if you want to come down, I mean, you can come keep me to Tori company. Uh, but uh, it's a very quick drive from Atlantic City to gosh darn Missouri. But I got my book out, and I finally can look at some of this awesome art. And guess what? The effort, it's one of those ones where it's got a good one and it's got a bad one. It's got the male effort there, and he's like, oh, look at me. I look really, really weird. But... I've got fire. And then it has this awesome girl who has, like, a fire whip and horns and fire hair. I want to play a character with fire hair.
1: The artists have a lot of directions to go with Ifritz because they have, like, this really strong fire visual to go for. But then they also have, like, the genie Arabian Nights theme they can always go on to, which I assume one of them has.
0: Are they just singing that song when I try? Arabian Nights, with fire and Ifrit... More
1: often than not, and in a lot of good way.
0: Ifrit's vary in appearance as widely as their elemental ancestors do. Most have pointy ears, red or mottled horns on the brow. Modeled. I don't know what that means. M-O-T-T-L-E-D. Like, modded? That doesn't help me at all. I'll... You guys know, you guys are all so much smarter than me, and hair that flickers and waves as if it were a flame. Some possess skin the color of polished brass or have charcoal hued scales covering their arms and legs. Ifrit's favor revealing an ostentatious clothing in bright oranges and reds, preferably paired with gaudy jewellery. Don't tell me what my character prefers, sir. <laughs> Uh, interesting here how they say uh, hair that flickers and waves as if it were a flame. I remember listening to a, a podcast and I think it was like the mutant rules. Uh, me, I don't know the name of the system they were using, but this one guy had like fire hair, and so like that was a problem because he generated heat. He could set things off. He couldn't get into vehicles. So, like, oh no, the how roof did he is on sleep? fire? Uh, exactly right. Uh, so it's just uh, they were like, you know, let's just avoid all that. It looks like it's fire. Listen, if it looks like a duck, tastes like a duck, moves like a duck, my question is, why did you taste it before you noticed it was moving? That's the big it, weird thing. It it's sets things on fire like a duck. <laughs> then it is probably needs to go see a doctor immediately. <laughs> They're adults at 60 years, and then they move on to be middle-aged at 150, old at 200, venerable at 250, and maximum age is 250 plus 60 percent- percentile years. Guess what, Christian, this makes them the second oldest next elves.
1: Yeah, I was about to say, that's an entirely new, like, age category distributor we've seen, right? Like no one else really matches that.
0: No, no. I and mean, we'll actually see the uh, two of the other I'm sorry, three of the other elementals actually have the same exact year. So it's that's to do with the, being so tied to the elemental plane. Right. Question, Christian, how how does how is this different from like an Asimar who has like supposed to have like air in their blood? Why aren't they considered like this elemental blood?
1: Well, it all depends on the plane they come from. Um, Asimars and by extension, Tiefling, they come from the heavenly realms, like the positive Uh. energy planes. They come from where, like, Desna and Torag and all the good gods hang out. That's where their lineage comes back from, whereas Tieflings would obviously come from hell or the abyss, wherever devils and demons come from. Whereas these people, instead of being, like, you know, above our plane... In the heavens or below our plane in hell They're in the parallel planes Such as the plane of fire, the plane of water The plane of earth, so on and so forth
0: Gotcha, gotcha, makes sense Uh, As goes for their height They are between 5 foot 4 inches and 6 foot 6 inches And between 120 and 190 pounds
1: Which is, uh, I think, just about human I think a little bigger They're light They're light? Yeah, compared to their height-weight ratio, they're really light
0: Oh I guess. And they also got pointy shoes in this picture. So there's that. But let's talk about their (laughs) racial traits. Because I feel like that's... It it has to be at least as funny or funnier than anything I've said so far. Because I feel like like I'm just not making enough progress here. So maybe if we move on, I'll be funny.
1: So what are we looking for with these abilities? That's what my
0: wife assumed when she married me. It's kind of (laughs) funny. Maybe if I stick around, he'll actually make me laugh.
1: She's still waiting. Uh,
0: Well, efforts are passionate and quick but impetuous and destructive. So I get a plus two dex, a plus two charisma, and minus two wisdom. They're talking about them being all gaudy and stuff. Would this match up with somebody being a bard?
1: Oh, definitely. Um, and we've seen, this is a really, really common stat array that Paizo uses. This is the exact same thing as Catfolk. Um, I think a few other races in the Advanced Race Guide use like this exact spread.
0: Did I hear Catfolk? I like this race even more now. <laughs> Those two races, when I get together. Please, you're too close. Oh, my fur, it's all gone.
1: Ifrits are outsiders with the native subtype. This is just like Asamar and I believe Fetchlings were also outsiders. Uh, they're medium creatures. They have a baseline speed of 30 feet. And they speak common in Ignin. Ignan
0: is the fire elemental language, so that makes sense. If they have a high intelligence score, they can choose between the. Other elemental languages: Aquan, Orin, Terran, and they get and they can also pick Dwarven, Elven, Gnome, and Halfling. Tell me about their traits.
1: Their first actual like racial trait specific to them they have is energy resistance. All ifrits have fire resistance five, meaning if they ever take fire damage, they subtract five from the damage taken. Nice. This is. Far more useful than any of the other elements because I feel like fire comes up like 800% more often than any other element
0: <laughs> I mean everyone knows the fireball spell. What's the iconic dragon? I think that's a red dragon.
1: I mean there's candles in people's houses. There's not ice candles in people's houses. Like this can't just happen by accident.
0: Well guess what? The next campaign I'm running? Ice candles everywhere Thanks for the idea, Christian <laughs> Your ifrit's useless.
1: Earth candles How's that gonna work? <laughs>
0: So they get a spell-like ability. They can use Burning Hands once a day as a spell-like ability. Burning Hands, that's like a not an amazing thing.
1: It's a level 1 spell. It's a little cone that can do a maximum of 5d4 damage by level 5. So really useful early game, actually. It's a nice little AoE spell to have to hurt people, but after that, it's like, eh, I'll use it sometimes.
0: I guarantee you there'll be a feat or an alternate racial trait that's going to help boost this.
1: Oh, I hope so. Their next trait is called Fire Affinity. Ifrit sorcerers with the elemental parentheses fire bloodline treat their charisma score as two points higher for all sorcerer spells and class abilities. Ifrit spellcasters with the fire domain use their domain powers and spells at plus one caster level.
0: So if you're not going to be a sorcerer or even an elemental bloodline of fire sorcerer, this is like an immediately something to replace.
1: <laughs> yes, please. Take this off my plate. I do not want Otherwise, it. Otherwise,
0: it actually is pretty cool.
1: Yeah, this is one of the more powerful abilities they have. I mean, your charisma is two points higher for all sorcerer spells. That's just silly.
0: And you know what? We were talking about there being more fire stuff. I recently made an arcanist. And, and part of that was I got to pick. I get an extra spell a day of my chosen element. My chosen element was the earth element. And I'm like, there is not a lot of very interesting spells with earth, let alone a lot of spells period with earth, this very specific earth element. Uh, but there's a ton of fire ones. So I mean this this is really helpful here for the for the fire themed guy.
1: What are you gonna do? Cast Earth Ball at somebody? No, you're gonna a, cast fireball. The earth ball just sounds stupid. It's
0: a lot of me making pits. <laughs> Until I realized that I was still breaking the rules because that wasn't exactly the Earth line. Listen, guys, I don't want to talk about it. I'm still emotionally scarred. They get dark vision; they can see perfectly in the dark up to sixty feet. Find that interesting? I would, I, I would think that they would give them something like you always cast light instead of oh yeah, you can see in the dark. I'm a fire dude; my hair is on fire. Why is this happening? But I'll take it.
1: I think this is because they're outsiders, and that's just a trait of all outsiders.
0: Oh, okay. I
1: could be wrong, but I think that's it. I'll take it. So, uh base Ifrit, that's all they get. Only a couple abilities, but I think it obviously sets them up for this having this fire theme.
0: Starting off off the gate, I don't really want to switch any of them out except that um that fire affinity. None of them are just screaming to me,
1: Oh, this is terrible. Depending on what they switch out the fire resistance to, I would consider taking that, because although it's super useful, it's not very exciting to me.
0: Why don't you start us off with Desert Mirage Let's see what we got.
1: So Desert Mirage replaces Fire Affinity, which is their whole you-can-cast-fire-spells-better thing. Okay. Ifrit's thrive in the deserts of the world, where their keen instincts and resistance to heat give them a huge edge over their competitors. Those with this trait gaining a plus-two racial bonus on stealth checks in desert environments and on saves to resist starvation and thirst. So I, I, I ran a desert campaign... Mm-hmm. And, obviously, if you were in that, you would take this, but otherwise, not particularly useful.
0: You know, once you get past, like, level 5, maybe even earlier, food isn't really a problem anymore. So, yeah.
1: It could be in a desert, because I think create food and water doesn't become... Well, create water, obviously, but, like, create food doesn't become a thing until, like, level 4 level 5 spells. So, that's a good chunk of the campaign.
0: Yeah, but, I mean, there's cheap objects. There's the Ring of Sustenance. There is um, one of those, what do you call those? Those Ion Stones that's pretty cheap, actually. That's just like, oh, you don't need to see True, yeah. You're right. So, uh, well, I always am. So, I don't know why you even (laughs) debated me. Ifrit Magic, which is, I don't I guess they spell it this way just to get back at everyone who was going to mispronounce Ifrit. For, the, for once in our lives, we have no debate among us on how to pronounce one of the race's names, Ifrit. But they're like, here, you know what? Maybe you could have. No, if ifrit,
1: ifrit. it's we uh, They're descendant from Ifriti's, and those are like the two true fire jins, whereas they are Ifrit's, and they are like the bastard children of Ifriti's.
0: Christian, just once. You can't let That's me have this. That's what me you get. Once. You should you know better than let me to say, this. I'm never Christian, wrong.
1: Right in front of me.
0: Christian, you can't let me have this just Once. Never just once <laughs> just one time Christian try again Caleb gosh darn uh, Ifridi magic which I said correctly the first time due to the, the, the magical powers of editing <laughs> uh, some efforts inherited Freedy Ancestor's ability to magically change a creature's size bam nailed it first try they can cast either enlarge person or reduce person uh, once per day it's spell like ability it can use this ability to affect other efforts as though they were humanoid creatures or replaces the spell like ability racial trait you know what i mean i think it's it's equitable to burning hands so if you like it yeah so better, i would say
1: at higher levels this is much more useful because the ability to change size because enable you to solve like say puzzles that you otherwise couldn't be able to are you able to cast this on yourself though it, cause it says you can target other ifrits as if they were humanoid but it doesn't say anything about you yourself as written
0: uh, wow, uh, that's a good question. I, w- I would
1: imagine it's something you could do with yourself, but uh, if you have a really stingy GM, watch out. You, you,
0: you think of yourself as humanoid. You think of pretty much every race in the Advanced Race guy as humanoid, but no, I guess we've not. we've seen a lot
1: of outsiders so far.
0: Interesting. Interesting. Well, that's a debate for the ages. I, it looks like it's intended sure to you do it to yourself. I'm sure there's
1: a forum somewhere embroiled in just so much argument right. over this fact.
0: Talk to your gem. It looks like it was intended. So rules is intended. You probably can. Well, why don't you get the next one, which is completely easily pronounceable without any sort of mistakes.
1: You put so much pressure on me right now. The, the mm-hmm. next trade is... No, go, Christian, go ahead. Let, let me read it again. <laughs> fire in the blood? You got... Wow, good job, Christian. See, I told you. you uh, this up. is going to replace fire affinity again. So again, they are spellcasting aligned one. Ifrits with this racial trait mimic the healing abilities of the Mephits, gaining fast healing 2 for one round anytime they take fire damage, whether or not this fire damage gets through their fire resistance. The Ifrits can nice. heal up to 2 hit points per level per day with this ability, after which it ceases to function.
0: I really thought Mephit would, would trip you up. <laughs> Gosh darn it.
1: Um, this is, I mean, if you, again, if you don't cast spells and you don't have the fire domain, no reason not to take this. So this one's actually really interesting because it's very easy for you as an Ifrit to try and injure yourself with a flame. You could just take a torch and put it on your hand. I doubt that's going to do more than 5 damage, but then you get to heal 2 points.
0: Maybe. Is there some way you can finagle burning hands to not just
1: crush you? (laughs) At level 1, it only deals 1d4, so maybe. Yeah, there you go. There's Fire Insight.
0: Ifrit spellcasters sometimes find that their elemental heritage makes creatures of fire more willing to serve them. Summon monster and summon nature's ally spells that the Ifrit cast last two rounds longer than normal when used to summon creatures with the fire subtype. This replaces fire affinity. I like this. This is if you're a caster that wants to start summoning things or a summoner. Take this.
1: You'd really want to check first and see just how many options there are because I believe creatures with the fire subtype... They probably don't show up really late in the summon list, and there's probably only a few of them. So be very careful taking something like this. It sounds cool, and it's definitely powerful, but your options might be very limited.
0: Yeah, but I'm level 20 and summoning 900 little itty-bitty tiny fire elementals. Psh, they're psh, they're going to be around forever. You're going to be like, what are all these? El-? I'm going to fill a pit with fire elementals. Gone are the days of filling the pit with infinite arrows <laughs> from my from my... My quiver. Now I'm just filling them with fire elementals. This is a fire pit. Oh wait, look closely. That's a million fire elementals. The I'm gonna see a sea of little atheists.
1: burning matchmen, just running in a line into a pit until they stack up high enough for you to step over them.
0: And then you, know, I, I, I just start speaking ignorant, So I'm hearing a million tiny voices at once. So I'm like, oh no, don't step <laughs> on me! Oh my like, crush.
1: The next trait is fire starter and this is also replacing fire affinity so when you said you wanted that to get replaced caleb you definitely got your wish they did we, we've had what four options so far of the f-
0: i wish they replaced my sense of comedy so i can make somebody <laughs> laugh this episode
1: Efforts with this racial trait derives sadistic satisfaction from watching others burn
0: so what everyone's listening to the podcast right now <laughs> they got the show in the front of wow this guy is just bombing if I was, if I was at, on top, like a, at like a, a comedy house, I'd be like, am I right, guys? Am I right? Hey, you up front. Hey, is, <laughs> is mic <Mike> on? <laughs>
1: Anytime the Ifrit causes a creature to catch fire, they gain a plus one morale bonus on the next single attack roll, saving throw, skill check, or ability check that he or she makes in the next round. The Ifrit only gains this bonus the first time he causes a particular creature to catch fire. Subsequent times, the creature catches fire provide no bonus.
0: Mm, I mean, when, when am I catching people on fire? When I'm a caster. What caster are they kind of pushing me here to? The one that's going to want to make right. use of this bloodline. Fire. Fire affinity. I mean, I guess if you're a wizard, any other caster that's going to be doing fireballs, pretty enough common spell. I, I like the fast healing better, Even but this is interesting.
1: People on fire rules is written like the only way if you're not a spellcaster with specific spells to do this oh, is to true. use like alchemist fire.
0: Oh yeah, that says catch fire. Ouch.
1: So like this, this could be useful if you well, like. I want to say low levels where items like you know, uh, I believe there's crossbow bolts that might cause people to catch fire with low reflex saves and alchemist fire and such. Um, but this this is hard to make use of.
0: That's true. There's forge harden, which places burning hands. Now all ifrits are descended from ifrit.
1: They. Did I get there's it. There's no eye on that one, so now I'm confused. Oh, ifrits plural. Ifrit is. Singular.
0: Nailed at first try. Some instead descend from. Piss. <laughs> yeah, Azures. Or even salamanders. Uh, such efforts gain a plus two racial bonus on craft, armor, and weapons, checks, and saves to resist fatigue and exhaustion.
1: Um, okay. You ever seen Azures? They're really weird. They got like a. They're kind of like fire dwarfs, but their whole torso is their face.
0: They're kind of like fire dwarfs, but their whole torso. I painted is there, a perfect so not picture the of that. Internet.
1: Like you reading it back to me, I was like, Wow, I'm good. I d I, I, these I am just an artisan of words.
0: You. False words, because the internet disagrees. I've got pictures. Wait, what and are you? you're wrong. Are you
1: sure it's not, are we talking about Pathfinder azers or real life azers?
0: The real-life ones. <laughs> the real-life fire demons that come and attack me at night that I hide my women and my oh, kids from. Oh, the one from.
1: picture I saw was just a lie. Oh, so that the- Christian, did you just...
0: Wait, did you just lie to our, our precious, precious no, listeners? No, I ran a
1: module with these in them, and that was the art.
0: We would like to publish a redaction to uh, what Christian said as he lied to you. open face, bold face lie. He knew what he was doing ahead of time. Uh, I know I can't prove that, but I will find a way to convict you in a court of law. And get you off his podcast, and then it can finally be the Caleb podcast where everyone cannot laugh at just my jokes instead of not <laughs> laughing at both of our jokes.
1: All right, so they're they're just stout little fire dwarves with fire heads.
0: Okay, why don't we talk about the actual trait? Do we like it or not? I'm okay with it if if you're if you're going to focus on building armor weapons. I like the idea. Like, I'm an ifrit, and listen, i I love I love become I love smithing. It's just like what I like to do is a lot of heat in this. So this will help you with that kind of, that kind of backstory, um, and there's still something there like resist fatigue and exhaustion. Which for I you. think I mean, that's okay. always
1: useful. I think fatigue and exhaustion come up not a lot, but a fair amount in the games I play. Um, I I had a mm. ifrit gunslinger in one of my campaigns, and she had taken this feat. What a terrible Why? combination! It's perfect.
0: Oh, what happened to all his black powder? Oh, his Their hair hair's not real it. fire,
1: Caleb. Gosh. Everyone's dead. <laughs> <laughs> but they took this, so like they had their gunsmithing ability from being a gunslinger. So that I had it stack with this, and they got to repair their own gun and make their own stuff for their gun. So I was able to work with it a bit, and it was actually pretty cool. And also, I like the. It also introduces like you don't have to necessarily be from Ifrit ancestry. You can also be other fire, plane denizen ancestries. Right. The next racial trait is called hypnotic and we are replacing Fire Affinity yet again. Ifrit's, with this racial trait, evoke the entrancing nature of Flame, adding plus one to the DC for all saving throws against spells or effects that they cast that inflict the FASCINATED condition. Really? FASCINATED? Okay. Once per day, when a creature rolls a saving throw against such an effect from the Ifrit, the Ifrit can spend an immediate action to force that creature to re-roll a saving throw and use the second result, even if it is worse. I would hope if it's it's worse. The Ifrit must announce he is using this ability before the results of the first roll are revealed. So, this is could come into play with the bard thing you mentioned. Um, fascinating is one of their performances they can do like right from the get-go. So this could be useful for that.
0: Here I don't get this one. First off, I, I think it's interesting. Anything that allows people to re-roll or make some re-roll is interesting, and you can build the build around this. I'm not sure I'd use it unless I'm making a specific build. Uh, but here's what here's what I'm very confused about. Usually they kind of balance this with, you know, you have to announce this, you know, before the results of the first roll are revealed. That's that's in, that's fine, but not when it's combined with this sentence. You force that creature to reroll the saving throw and use the second result even if it's worse. Which means he's rolling twice, right? And he must take the second result. Even if he like if the first roll failed, it doesn't matter. You've given him a new roll that could save him. So it's a wash. I mean, it's the still it's the chance of 50-50. Since it's only ever using Ooh, the second result, it's the same chance you're actually right as this that time, first All role. the time, this time. It's, it's irrelevant.
1: Um, yeah, I would definitely have it work as, you know, you wait until they roll the first one and then make them re-roll it if I had someone take this. True, yeah.
0: Or, or they just take the worst result of both of them. Either way, but as this is written, it's literally useless. Wildfire heart, uh, you have to replace your energy resistance fire, and you get. Uh, I'm sorry, you're swift and dangerous as a blazing Woo! wildfire. Mm. You have plus four racial bonus on initiative checks. Holy
1: yeah, shikens. there is almost no ways to increase your initiative bonus. This is tied with the only other strongest way to do that and that is take the improved initiative feat. This is an insane feat! Or excuse me, not a feat, a racial trait. This is absolutely insane. Like you had mentioned bards, this makes ifrits very very desirable for any class with sneak attack because this is one of the like the highest initiatives ever are going to belong to ifrits because of this.
0: Let's talk about some racial archetypes. There's two of them. We'll mention them real quick. Real We're not quick. eating our oats. We're not playing Quake online. Uh, the Inquisitor, which is Immolator, which I, I like that word a lot, Immolate. Um, and then there's one for the Sorcerer called Wishcrafter. That sounds interesting. They're not gin or anything. I, I mean, I, you said there's some connection. I don't see a ton of it there, but okay, I'll take it. Um, but that's a Sorcerer one, which obviously this is built kind of to be a little bit. So those two maybe we'll cover in the future. Uh, we're going to take a quick break and hear a message, and then we'll talk about the racial feats. Welcome, everyone, to today's game show. Last we left off, you had control of the board. David, go ahead and pick a category. I'll take weak spots for 600 Caleb. I already told you that isn't a category. In that case, I'll take things that don't fit in castles for $400. All right, for $400, here's the answer. This massive thing won't fit into a castle. Dom. What is a dragon? That is correct. All right, we surveyed 100 people. Top five answers are on the board. We come across an obviously important character who I've spent hours preparing as a critical pivot point to the story. What do you do? Yes, David. I shoot him in the face. That is correct, and that means you have reached the million-dollar question. Here we go. David, for a million dollars, this podcast is an entertaining podcast where a couple of friends get together, hang out, and play the tabletop rpg pathfinder together is it a the trailblazers actual play podcast b pathfinder academy an informative podcast about the same game c the trailblazer network on itunes where you can find both of these shows and more or d more information on our website at tblazer.net i don't know that's a tough one i'd like to phone a friend all right let's get dom on the line dom i'm stuck here can you help me out I sure can. The
1: answer's A, the Trailblazers podcast.
0: Is that your final answer? Yes. A, the Trailblazers podcast. That's correct! And everyone's a winner because everyone can listen to the Trailblazers podcast every Tuesday right here on the Trailblazer Network. Because the only thing nerdier than playing RPGs is listening to shows about people playing RPGs. we're back and we're going to cover the racial feats of this class there's not very many
1: so right off the bat we're going to start with a chain of feats and it is starting with scorching weapons the only prerequisite is to be an effort to take this you gain a plus two bonus on saving throws against fire attacks and spells with the fire descriptor or light descriptor as a swift action you can make up to two held, manufactured, metallic weapons become red hot for one round dealing one additional point of fire damage with a successful hit this doesn't affect with other effects that add fire damage that is a really neat feat, I like that, it does a lot and I could make use of both of those abilities
0: let me tell you something really really good about this, this is perfect if you have fire forged steel if you have a weapon made of fire forged steel if it's exposed to heat for a certain amount of time like if you put it in a campfire for like 30 seconds it now does an extra 1d6 points of damage. So now you can just use it with your hands. It can be in the middle of battle, swiftly, it's burnt, it's hot. Now I've got the 1d6, and consequently, by the way, if you have Fireforged Armor as well, it turns into like 2d6 or something. So this is perfect for a build using that material.
1: And the plus two bonus on any fire saving throw is nothing to scoff at. This is one of the feats that Gunslinger I had mentioned had taken, and she took this chain. It was very powerful. Nothing with fire could touch her at all.
0: Well, then let's talk about the next part of this chain, which is Inner Flame. You need to have Scorching Weapons, and you need to be level 7. Your bonus on saves against fire attacks and spells with the fire descriptor or light descriptor increases to plus 4, which was from the plus 2. And when you use Scorching Weapons, the effective weapons deal an additional 1d6 points of fire damage instead of 1. When you're grappling, you deal this damage to your grappling opponent on your turn. So this kind of negates the forge steel at this point. Now you're just doing it with anything you have. Because it doesn't stack as we learned from the last feat.
1: Any feat that adds damage to your attacks is incredibly desirable. It's why Power Attack and Deadly Aim are two of the strongest feats in the game. Just adding 1d6 points of fire damage, you're just adding the flaming quality to any metallic weapon you are holding. And that's really powerful, because your weapon can already have some other enchantment on it. Like, you sure. can have a lightning axe, and then now make it a lightning fiery axe, and it has both mm-hmm. of them and it, and it costs you a dime. It costs yeah, you I feet.
0: like this a lot. I like the adding part of the grappling, too.
1: There is one last feat to this chain, and it is called Blazing Aura. You need the previous two feats, and you need to be level 13. When you use Scorching Weapons on your turn as a free action, you may create an aura of heat that lasts for one round. This aura deals 1d6 points of fire damage to any creature that begins its turn adjacent to you. Nowhere near as exciting as the last two. Uh, It's only adding an additional d6, which at level 13 I don't think is enough to consider. Fire resistance is really common by this point, and it's nice because it it offers no save. They just take it. But I'm not sure.
0: I think what's interesting about it is the fact that this is obviously for a melee kind of guy. I mean I think if some of somebody who's those two have been fighting to get in the D six with every blade or every hit. Uh, so I imagine you're gonna be running into a group, but like you said, I mean a D six, sure, if there's if there's eight goblins surrounding me at level thirteen, I'm doing eight d six, which is incredible, but how often is that really gonna be happening? But like you said, an instant hit is interesting, but usually I think that that kind of damage usually happens when a creature starts their turn next to you, adjacent to you. So I mean, any smart creature will probably run away from that. Let's talk about uh, blistering feint. Uh, your foes flinch from the heat of your weapon, giving you an opportunity to slip past their defenses. You need improved faint and combat expertise. You get a plus two bonus on faint checks made while wielding a weapon that deals fire damage. Anytime you successfully faint a creature while using such a weapon, you may deal its fire damage to the enemy. That's interesting. I think it's... Hmm. I was about to say it's like my as will just get another kind of faint feat, but the fact that you do the damage, just kind of like, here you go, I successfully fainted, you take this damage. That's that's interesting.
1: My big concern about this one is that it's feat-intensive. Feet, intensive. feet uh, faint builds are already really, really feat-intensive and really only rogues want to do them because they get mm-hmm. the sneak attack from fainting, and rogues don't get a lot of bonus feats, so this could be hard to actually gotcha. implement in a build. But if you could, I think it'd be worth it. Just don't it runs into the problem where if you tell the world you're doing fire damage and you actually make enemies, they're gonna be like, "Okay, everyone, drink, right. drink a fire resistance potion," or like, "Be prepared if that I mean, person like, does fire you're things." I mean, I
0: think it kind of comes with the territory. Yeah. You're not hiding under a hat.
1: I mean, imagine the Ifrit comes up and stabs you with the ice dagger. You're gonna be that's like, "Oh, That's in my wow. next build. I'm making an ice. Yeah, that's an ice build I didn't see for that effort.
0: It's gonna be an effort in denial.
1: <laughs> the next feat we have is one that any of the elemental races can take and it takes on a different form for each of them you need to be a 15th level elemental person to take this feat once per day you can cast plane shift as a spell like ability with a caster level equal to your level to transport yourself and willing targets to an elemental plane that is appropriate for your race in this case the plane of fire while on that plane, you, but not anyone transported with you, are treated as though they were under the effects of the spell Planar Adaptation, which says, like, if you're on the plane of fire, you don't burn to death.
0: Interesting.
1: So this is obviously geared toward using it offensively, bringing someone with you to the plane of fire and being like, you're fighting on my turf now, haha.
0: But the question is, see, is how many times a day?
1: Once. So I'm stuck there for a whole
0: day. There's no me coming back for a whole day. Yeah. Very interesting. I like it. Very flavorful. I really like the idea of now you're on my turf. Let's finish this. You know, we're in a battle and we're having a hard time. You know, I'm just gonna take the caster out. I'll I'll take care of him. you guys be okay without me because I'm getting rid of this caster which is hurting us a lot and I can handle it by myself. But I also really wanna like warn my players, don't split the party I don't want you taking the boss out. I mean, you don't want to be taking the boss out by yourself because then you're just going to die. I mean, uh, I think it's almost better as a role-playing right. thing than it is as an actual... I don't know. It's, it's very, very flavorful, though. I really like the
1: flavor. And I, the main thing I like is that there's no prerequisites for it. You can be a fighter. You can be a barbarian. You can be whatever and do yeah. this. You don't need to be a magic person to use a magic effect, which I wish there was more of in Pathfinder in general.
0: Uh, And you know what else it has going for? It has the word jaunt in it. I love that word. Uh, Fire sight. All you need to do is be an Ifrit. Fire no longer blinds you, and smoke conceals nothing from your gaze. You can see through fire and smoke without penalty ignoring any cover or concealment bonuses from fire and smoke. This does not allow you to see anything you could not otherwise see. For example, invisible creatures are still invisible, and you're immune to the dazzled condition. Interesting. I mean, uh, the dazzled's a nice little touch. Uh, I don't know how many times... Uh, fire and smoke are are giving my my foes concealment, uh, but if they are, then this would be no, no, no. This tech. is
1: perfect for your urban firefighter campaign. The whole party are just <laughs> some variant of firefighters.
0: See, now I want to run something like that—a bunch of ifrits that fight fire. You mean you could be if you could be undi. It doesn't matter. No, no, no. Specifically, like these fire dudes being like, "Oh, I hate fire and I put it out all the time," and like nobody wants to bring up like, well, "If maybe have you looked in a." The- yeah, well, uh, uh.
1: You just really like the idea of people killing their own race, Caleb. What? No. Wait, where were you getting <laughs> you that? You like dampiers that hunt other dampiers. You like vetchlings. that... Christian,
0: I'm just trying to make jokes, all right? I'm just trying to find one joke that'll hold, and this whole episode has been nothing but failure. You know what? We're, record- we're re-recording this this whole episode. No one's going to be hearing this now.
1: Are you going to be funny this time?
0: <laughs> uh, you know what? That's a good point. We should re-record because there's no way I am. Uh, that That's... That's all the feats uh, that they have. Now, they do have some items. So they get some racial gear that came, uh, racial equipment that came with the... Ew, their
1: blood is one of them.
0: Well, yeah. Well, we we started kind of changing things up a little bit. Now we're not going over every specific piece of gear that they have. Now we're just going to go over some ones that are interesting. And one of them you said is their blood.
1: Yeah, it's called Ifrit's Blood. I don't know if it's really their blood. I hope so. It costs 50 gold to make... Ifrit alchemists claim to make this thick red oil from their own blood, hence the morbid name, but this claim is almost certainly false. Aww they couldn't leave an air mystery there? (laughs) Ifrit's blood ignites upon contact with the air, but burns slowly and is unsuitable for use as a splash weapon. A creature can apply a flask of Ifrit's blood to a weapon as a standard action, wreathing the weapon in vibrant flames for one minute the oil deals one point of fire damage on each successful attack with the weapon and deals one point of fire damage to the weapon itself bypassing the weapon's hardness if any part of it is made of wood the oil is applied to a creature's natural weapons or unarmed strikes the creature takes one point of fire damage each round though you know if you have fire resistance or something it doesn't hurt you how long does it last though one minute okay so one minute you deal an extra one point of fire damage but if your weapon's made of wood in any part of it it might fall apart that's pretty good for 50 gold i mean if this was just something you found like i mean
0: we were excited about a feat that gave us one fire Right, true
1: this is just a item that's pretty easy to use is it count as it does not count as a poison as far as i can tell so don't worry about fire poisoning yourself
0: I want to talk very quickly to about flame ink. Flame ink is a one gold piece piece of ink, but what's interesting about it is that uh, when it when any source of heat, like if you put it on skin, it's enough body heat, it kind of glows like like embers glow. They have that that very a very distinct glow that embers do. Uh, And that actually makes it very interesting. I like the idea of, like, you know, it's kind of a style. Uh, What's weird about it, though, is that it it irritates you and it gives you, like, the sickening condition while you have it on. And so it's like, man, you can have, like, a a heel check to temporarily soothe it for, like, an hour, but it's not really ever going to be soothed forever. Uh, But there's permanent version that you can get, like, a, a tattoo that constantly glows. But it doesn't mention that... You you get past its sickened condition, so it's like am I permanently sickened? And it talks about ifrits do this all the time to themselves. I guess maybe their fire resistance works in some way. It's not clear. So you and your GM, I think, there's a lot of room here for your creativity. If- ifrits uh, are sick.
1: Yeah, check out this sick tattoo. Yeah.
0: <laughs> no, no, literally, they they need to see a doctor. <laughs> it's infected, uh, um, I think.
1: But you thought you think it would get cauterized when they need you... it? But no, I think it doesn't look good. If you wanted a permanent tattoo, I think
0: this is something that you and your GM could easily agree on because it's not <laughs> game breaking at all. Interesting. Ifrits have something uh, special just to them, and this is something I actually I never knew, they have access to the igniting weapon quality, which I thought was available to everyone, but I was wrong. Uh, it's like a flaming weapon, but it also catches foes to. Um, sorry, it also causes foes to catch fire upon striking a successful critical hit. You don't get any sort of saving throw, but you can make a save each round to put out the fire.
1: Interesting. And what kind of bonus is that on the weapon? It's a plus Plus two two. bonus. Ooh, so that's pretty steep.
0: Critical hit just to set somebody on fire. Um, That's, yeah, that's very
1: much not worth it. Why use a plus two bonus for what amounts to sometimes 2d6 fire damage when you could put flaming on your weapon and then you could put icy on your weapon and just always get 2d6 damage additional
0: yeah and you know what flaming burst is also a plus two bonus and that's a 1d10 point of damage on a critical hit
1: no yeah i think they this kind of nope don't like it i'd give Um, it to someone for fun as like an item they found but i don't think this is something you'd be intentionally building your weapons to be
0: now now that I have my book, um, I've noticed that almost every race here also has spells that are specific for their, their race. And unfortunately, we've gone so far into the races, uh, it'd be weird to just start that now. I think what we'll do is we'll add an episode to, to close this all off, a final episode where we just talk about the interesting spells that um, some of the races bring to the table.
1: It's fun. I know ifrits have one that is basically from Team Fortress 2 WM1 Pyro. You just kinda explain. Well do you ever play TF two, Caleb?
0: Yeah, I understand the the reference, but how does it manifest itself in the game? You hold
1: out your hand, you shoot fire out of it, and you just walk around shooting it at people. And you can just you can actually move around while fire's coming in your hand, just follow people. And there's just a jettison of fire engulfing them.
0: Man, all sorts of like hobgoblins have this thing where Deadly and Cruel are just by Hobgoblins. Oh man, I wish I knew this stuff. We'll, we'll have to talk about this stuff too on that episode. What it says to me, th- it's very unclear, it just says Hobgoblins have access, or you know, whatever race have access to the following weapon, special abilities, and magic items. That makes me think that their race creates it, that you can be human that goes to a Hobgoblin, yeah, or I was thinking a Hobgoblin, uh blacksmith, or or enchanter who can... Enchant your weapon to be cruel or ifrit to make it, you know, igniting. Um, is that, is that my I I, I right? believe
1: so. I didn't know, I didn't even remember that was a thing either.
0: Yeah, very interesting. We'll have to talk about that at the episode. Uh, but let's talk, let's finish out this episode with our final thoughts on the ifrit.
1: I like them. I think they achieve their goal thematically. I think they are strong mechanically, and that's just two good things. I've never personally played an ifrit, I've played with a few efforts i believe though and i think just the idea of being this person that has a burning passion for life seems to manifest in most people's characters they make and the characters usually end up having that personality trait they're very forward thinking they're very energetic things like that
0: yeah i i agree i think they 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 hit their goal well they set out a goal to be fire based and then they nail it uh and they still leave availability there for you to not, if you don't want to do a bunch of fire stuff, fine. You don't have to do a bunch of fire stuff. You just like the way you look and stuff. That's fine. You, you, we're not giving you any sort of weird things that aren't replaceable. Um, and you know, everything here, especially the one we wanted to be replaced, the fire affinity, can be replaced multiple times in multiple different ways. Yeah, I agree. With you. They, they sent out what they wanted it, and they nailed it. Unlike me in this episode, who set out to be funny, and I don't think I got, I don't think I got one laugh. I think. All the listeners, stop listening around minute one. So for those of you who have stayed uh, and, and listened to all the terrible jokes, I want you to be aware that uh, next week we'll be doing the kobold, and I plan on exacting my revenge, which will take the form of many more jokes, uh, exactly the same <laughs> style of flavor. So <laughs> look forward to that. Uh, Kobolds, I'm interested in them. I like I like the idea of them a lot. I've always had one problem with them which I'll talk about uh, in the next session but I like them a lot so look forward to that thank you all for listening and class is dismissed Pathfinder Academy is part of the Trailblazer Network for other great Pathfinder podcasts visit our site tblazer.net want to get in touch you can email us at tblazernetwork at gmail.com or follow us on twitter at network. I've been Nicholas Laborde. Thanks for listening. Hey, Andrew. You want to play some d d tonight? No. I, I can't. You're not real.
1: None of this is real! Real! Real!
0: Mental divergence can be a tricky situation, but we here at Tales from the Lich can be your hand in the infinite darkness. When you can't play, listen. Tales from dot com